Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope all of you are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight no guesting we um didn't have a guest they had a rescheduled next week family emergency uh hope all is well with them but it'll just be us tonight and i am completely fine with it completely fine with it because we got a lot to discuss. Rafino's rants. Listen, I don't know where I want to go with this. The fact ESPN is keeping out Jane Daniels for the Heisman and their Heisman votes. We got so many different directions. So many different directions we could go with this. Nevertheless, <laughs> we got a good show in store for you here tonight. It's not all we're going to talk about. We're going to go by the numbers. How does... The LSU Tigers look offense and defensively. We just do this every week. Uh, about two years ago, someone asked if we can give some more stats since we utilize them. We will go by the numbers. Brian Kelly gives an SE, or gives an update on the SEC teleconference, said some big things. Emory Jones is back. Talks about Denver Harris. Zy Alexander a little bit more. We'll discuss that uh, as well. We'll go through our week nine picks. Got to love it. Gotta love it. And we will give you our game winners of this week, the teams that we like the most. And we did not get a chance to do this last night, but we'll do it here today. Hashtag Ask Blake, thoughts, questions, concerns. Fire them inside of the Rudy Crew chat, and we will get to as many of them uh, as we can. But we do have some breaking news coming out of the, uh, coming into the show. William Patrick, Monroe, Louisiana, has committed to LSU baseball-wise. 
Kid is absolutely electric. Uh, Kid can really play, and this just goes to show how good that Jay Johnson is and continues to recruit here. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, um, I am always excited for LSU baseball. Jay has shown through recruiting that he does not, does not um, want to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, trifled with um, in recruiting. So he is the GOAT recruiter right now in college athletics, or college baseball, I should say, not college athletics, because there's a lot of good recruiters. But I don't know if I wouldn't put Jay in the midst of all of them. Um, boss, Ivan C says Boston, Massachusetts is in the house. You know, you guys, you know what time it is. Where are you listening uh, to us from tonight? We will try to get as many of these up as we can. Boston, smart park, smart park. I don't really have a good Boston accent. Kind of wish I could do one, but I can't. We're rather a New York one though, even though. It was like, did y'all see that? That it's the most annoying accent in the world. They said <laughs> was the one from New from New York. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, but good to have you here, Ivan. Michael Morse, Spring Hill, Louisiana, Little Louisiana is what he says. Though, good to have you in here, buddy. Tyler Townsend says, "Evening, everyone from the three one eight. He's got our buddy Carter, the Power Bryant's um, Power Hour shirt on. You gotta love it." Oh, which reminds me, I need to do this on AYS. Uh, Michael B says Tyler Townsend three one eight baby. Yeah, so the three one eight as they always do, showing up and showing out. Carlton's in Erath. Ronald is in Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, Kenny Fudge says he's in the capital city. Good to have you here. Summit says Chase. Summit, Mississippi. Chad is in Lake Charles. Good to have all of you here with us good to have absolutely 1000% good to have you oh 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 and by the way um don't think that my rear end I was probably gonna curse but this is a family show try to make it a family show um Brent Venables Stealing signs against LSU in 2019. I feel the Ravino's rants. Um, and they still whip jazz. How can you have a team's signs and still get your ass whooped? I think it's called karma, and she is a biot. Bia bia, as the rap song used to say. Walking around, bia bia. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Oh Lord. Um. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about this Denver Harris thing. We'll talk about it in the Brian Kelly SEC thing. We'll mention it, but 
we're gonna have to talk about it. I, I'm 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 kind of done. If he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, I know he's in and out of the lineup, but we gotta talk about this, man. We gotta talk about it. Andy says Eunice is in the building. I wonder if Andy knows about our good friends over at Fry Construction. Uh, site and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. They do it all. Give them a call at 337-457-5100. Let them know that Blake sent you on by. Do you know, Andy, our good friends over at Fry Construction? Uh, Denver Harris says, Bojack's going to be playing for UTSA next year. Well, he can't transfer. He's going to have to sit out. He's going to have to sit out. So, I mean, look, man, we're, we'll talk about it. I, I, I'm tired of dealing with it. Like, literally, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with it. Um, I, I mean, look, we can – people have been blaming Brian Kelly, and I get it, but at some point this isn't on BK, dude. Like, this is two head coaches in the SEC that have had these issues with a certain player. At some point, you got to start pointing the finger and say, hey, man, is it me? Like, look yourself in the mirror and say, is it me? But I'm tired of dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I am tired of dealing with it. So, I'm not tired of the player. I don't want to give – I don't think you should give up on him. I think he has the potential to be a very good player. There's just some things he's going to have to do, man. You got to do them. You might not like them. You might hate them. But you know what I don't like? I don't like, I don't like waking my fat ass up at 530 every morning. I hate when that alarm goes off. But you got to have your priorities in line. I think of my children, like, literally, bro, literally. I swear to goodness. Every time I wake up and say, man, I really can't, I really don't want, I have a battle with myself when I'm waking up. Man, I, really, I don't want to get out of this bed. I don't know how y'all do. I have a battle with myself. I don't want to get out of this damn bed. But I think of my children and say, let's go get it. Let's go seize the day. You've got to go get it, man. You've got to go get it. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good show. Stealing signs. They steal. Joe Burrow steal with your ass. Karma. She's pretty, but she a B.I. Or she can be pretty if you're on the right end of her. Right. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag, our good friends over at our good friend over Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Let's talk about them. We got a lot to discuss. We'll go by the numbers. I'll give you my thoughts on what Brian Kelly said. Emory Jones is back. How big of an impact is that? Is LSU about to do some things this week and start turning the tide in recruiting? We talk about that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. 
He will sell your house and find you anew. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back! Can't do it like I used to, man. Quinn, yours isn't. Are we going to have an Arch Manning sighting this weekend? I don't know if my young man, the young man is ready. All right. Father Bear says, Blake, you should give up the snooze button for Lent. It's a great sacrifice. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Father Bear, I am not opposed to to doing that okay um however i don't know if that's a good idea we might we father Bear, give me something else because that i will not wake up in time <laughs> i will hit the one alarm and go right back to sleep trust me I, I i can't do it father i cannot do it give me something else Something that's more attainable because <laughs> that is, I'm telling you, it is not attainable. Uh, Chris Lomax says, hashtag ask Blake, why aren't they given any live or any love? I think is what he's trying to say to JD five. His number, his numbers are better uh, than any QB out there. I don't know. So look, we can get rolling. Firing your thoughts, questions, concerns. We'll get to as many of those tonight here as we can. Um, so look, I don't, um, mainly I think it's the two loss thing. Really? If he goes out there against Bama, he's going to do it, but not having him on that list is absurd. Not having him on having him on a top five lift list by ESPN is absurd. And then the Heisman trophy did a podcast today and Jane Daniels was their guest. Like, you have people with the Heisman Trophy that do podcasts now. Everybody's like, oh, podcasts. Remember five years ago when everybody said podcasts for losers? The Heisman Trophy are hiring people to do podcasts about the Heisman Trophy. Six years ago, we lost our, launched our show and our podcast. Nevertheless, um, I don't know. You know, at some point, it's you You got to be like, go, just go out there and win it. There's nothing that you can say about the only knock that you can give Jane Daniels at this exact moment, you can't really give him the Ole Miss loss because if you don't give wins to quarterbacks, you shouldn't give losses to him. It's a team sport. He didn't give up 50 points. The only real game that you could get him on would be Florida State, and even then, he wasn't even remotely your problem. Remember when, I, remember when people were saying that we're still talking about JD5 after – Florida State, like, oh, should we go to Nuss? You know, guys, some of – and look, I have defended the kid, and he's not a kid, but you know what I mean. I've defended the kid more than probably anybody because I could see that the traits that he had. It's not that difficult to see. If you've been around football ha- any part of your life, you know that that kid can do things. I think he's going to have to have a massive game against Bama – He's going to have to use his legs more than he's used all year, in my opinion. He's got to get on the run. He has the potential to be and have that game. 
I, at the current moment, think he is the, I don't want to say only key. He's not the only key, but he's a massive part of that key, if not two-thirds of the key for you walking out of there with a win anyway. He's got to go off. And I don't, and look, I had somebody at lunch today. So I went to lunch with a buddy of mine and we're sitting and I'll tell you where we were at. We were at Goodwood Grill and Baton Rouge. And I'm sitting there and somebody walks up to me, introduces himself or whatever and says, do you really think that Jane Daniels is going to live up to the pressure um, that, that everybody's putting on him? Like, hey, this is your Heisman game. Well, all I know is, is all last year, the damn near, not really, but at least half the fan base wanted him to get canned for Nussmeyer anyway, and the dude, all he did all, all season was go to work, put his hand down, gain weight, get stronger, get more uh, uh, aware of his surroundings, get better at knowing the offense that he is just coming into. Yeah, I think he's built the pressure because you wanted him benched a year ago. More than half of you wanted him benched just a literally this time last year. Maybe a little bit before that, because since the Florida game, Jane really kind of has been going off. Like, I might do a stat tomorrow morning, like, what's Jane Daniels' stat since Florida? Like, what's his last 15, 14 games look like? What's his last 10 games look like? Would be something. It would absolutely 1,000% be something if he does. I don't understand the disrespect. And I don't know if it's disrespect because a lot of people still have him up there. How you don't have him at one at this exact moment? Because here's the truth. If LSU walks away with a win and he throws for 300 yards, runs for 75 to 100, has three or four touchdowns, and he wins, he's going to be number one, and there's no way on God's green earth he can't be number one and everybody's bored. Now – Here's what I would tell you more than anything, okay? Regardless if he wins the Heisman or not, remember the thought process that you had around Joe Burrow, like, man, we might not ever see this again. Well, five years later, you do have that. And playing to the level that he's playing at, right? Like, playing at that level, it's not – like, guys, do you know how many teams – would love even somewhat half of what he's doing. I guarantee you that Georgia wouldn't mind it because he's doubled, doubled the touchdowns that Carson Beck has all year. Doubled. Okay? Now, Carson Beck's up there in yards, but would you? there's no team. There's maybe two or three teams in the country right now that would want their quarterback over Jaden Daniels. And the only reason I throw Michael Pinnock would throw Michael Pinnock in there is because he's in that conversation too. I don't think USC really would want to give away Caleb Williams, even though Jane's playing better than him right now. Name another. It doesn't come. You're, I think Brian Kelly hit the nail on the head when he said, "You, I mean, look, man, you better cherish this team offensively because it doesn't come around too often. You do get a guy like Bryce Underwood. Maybe you do get it sooner than you than maybe you expect. But LSU, to an extent, I mean, if you are a good quarterback, this is the pledge that I give. Somebody clip this and send it to Bryce Underwood. There's no other team in the country, regardless if you look at star rating, it doesn't matter what you look, you should look at history. If I'm Bryce Underwood and I say, yeah, well, that guy was a three-star and he came up, he, he came up through LSU and his name was Justin Jefferson. 
there are dudes all around you offensively. You got to go take it and seize it. All right. Adrian Bailey says, sends a $499 super chat. Says RG3 was nine and three in his Heisman year when he won it. It would be hypocritical of the Heisman trust in media if he doesn't win or at least get invited. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Adrian. 1,000% agree. And you know who else did the same exact thing? His name was Tim Tebow. This isn't uncalled for. But, guys, we have not lost three games yet. Right? Like, I still believe that you can go into Tuscaloosa and win. I still believe that you can win out. You have a path. You can beat every team on your schedule. You have all the ability in the world to beat every team on your schedule. Every single team. There's not one, because of this offense, there's not one team on your schedule left that says, oh, well, if LSU beat them, oh, well, you know, I, I just didn't see that coming. That, there, there's nobody saying that. Who, Florida? A&M? Who? Who in the Rudy Poo? <laughs> Who in the Rudy Poo? Oh, by the way, the last four games are at home. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. You got to love it, man. You got to you gotta love it. Our next three games are at home after that? Would it be three games after that? Yeah. Okay. Nevertheless. All right, I do want to talk about this because this came um, to my attention. Actually, you know what? Pause that. No. Well, it would fit better with the show. Let me do this. Let's go by the numbers really quickly because it fits in context and now it gets to this Rafino's rants. So about two years ago, um, somebody came to me and said, hey, man, look, you talk numbers, you give stats, but you don't ever like go by the numbers and what you think of them. Can you do that segment? We've done the segment every single year. We continue to do this segment every year. You, if you hadn't watched by now, let me tell you what stops us from doing it. Unless LSU is just really bad in one area, like catastrophically bad, because if we do that, you already know how bad they are. Now, we'll talk about it through the other process. We did that literally with the defense after the Auburn game. This LSU offense ranks first in, in everything. They're number one in total offense. They're number one on third down offense. They're number one in first downs. They're number one in third down completion percentage. They convert 57.8% of the time. They are in the top five and or top 10 in rushing. They're number, they're top seven in the nation in passing, meaning total yards passed. You have the number one quarterback in the country in every statistical category that matters. Offensively, you're the best team in the country. So that's what I talk about. It's not just me coming out here with being a talking head and hot air and just saying whatever in the hell I want to say. The numbers back it up. Like, in, in this offense's worst game, they still scored 24 points. Should have scored more, okay? They had no help defensively in the second half. They should have. And if they did, they would have beaten Florida State. This team, man, this offense, it, 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 it's amazing. You know, I'm not saying that Florida State and Auburn 
and Auburn in 2019 and Florida State this year are the same team. They're not. But teams are going to have low, lower scoring games. You went to Mississippi State and they kept you in the 30s too, right? In that 2019 year, you're going to have, quote unquote, to your standards, down games. You're going to have down games. It's not always going to work like that. 552.9, so let's just call it 553 um, yards per game. I know this is the one thing that I hate that I get ripped on. I, I don't really say – if somebody disagrees with me, I don't really go back into the chat and, and disagree with them. But for whatever reason, I will say LSU's averaging 553 yards per game, and some of them say – yeah, they're no, they're actually averaging 50, 552.9 yards. Yeah, whatever. But they are, if we want to be statistically correct. I'm just rounding up the point one. <sighs> one thing that really bothers me, that really, 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 really bothers me in reference to what I've seen from LSU so far this year, even though I know that they're getting better uh, as a whole. Guys, you're 96th in the country on third down. That bugs the shit out of me. You're 99th in the country at allowing first downs defensively. You were in the 120s two weeks ago. Almost dead last. You've given up 158 first downs. You've gained 217 offensively. I just... It just bugs the shit out of me that you came into this year knowing that the one area that you got to get better at is getting off the field on third down. Now, that's a season stat. What's happened the last three weeks? Well, the last three weeks, you're in the 30s, which would put you in the top 15. So, is it that you've found something or you're playing bad opponents? Is it a mixture of both? But here's the truth. Something's going to have to give next week against Alabama because they're one of the worst offenses in the country offensively on third down. So you got a bad unit on third down and defensively, a really bad unit on third down offensively. Something's got to give. The last time that happened was against Auburn. You had a really bad rush defense, a really bad passing team in Auburn, and a really bad just overall defense in LSU. And LSU clamped them down. Jalen Milrow has more weapons. Jalen Milrow's a better quarterback right now than Peyton Thorne. So I'm not saying that you're going to go into Tuscaloosa and beat him 41-18. But you have won that battle before when it comes to their worst and your worst clashing up against one another. I think it could happen here. I think that you can get off on the field more on third down against Alabama than maybe you would anticipate if you look at the stat that LSU's in the 99th or the 99th team in the country on third down conversion rate defensively. The biggest, so when we do Rafino and Joe and we talk national, I can't watch every game. But the one stat I'll always go to is third down. Conrad uh, Conrad says, stat boy. I don't like being the stat boy. Somebody just asked me to do it a couple years ago, and I obliged. If you don't like, if y'all don't like it, we can go away from doing it. But I do like it. I do like it a lot. Let me do this. 
I, I want to get to this Rafino's rants. Talk about having notes. Um, in case you missed it, today ESPN published an article about the 2019 team and the 2019 game against Clemson. Let me do that. I do need to get to a break. Let me do this. I want to get into this um, Clemson LSU thing for just a minute. Let's do that, but I do need to get to a break. Let me talk about my good friends, Carol Falls over at State Farm. Our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk about that, about Brent Venable stealing signs in 2019 against LSU to try to win and it backfiring. We'll do that next. I'll get to all your comments after I talk about that. We'll get to as many of them as I can anyway. And so if you have them, fire in there. You know what it is. Hashtag Ask Blake. I will talk a little recruiting. I'll give you my week nine picks. We do that next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Christian on Facebook says, hashtag ask Blake, where is Armani Goodwin being redshirted? <laughs> and Trey Bradford, I would also assume uh, that as well. Um, I have not asked on Trey Bradford. I have asked on Armani Goodwin. And it is of my belief uh, that Armani is just going to go ahead and take that shirt because of injury. Uh, going to be interesting to see what he does. But if he comes back, he could be RB1 next year. Um, at minimum, RB2 because I still think that Caleb Jackson's going to take that. But he has that potential, man. He has that potential. All right, very quickly, let me talk about this. Um, Elish, it was reported by ESTN today, so I'm going to read this, okay? And this is coming from Ed Orgeron, all right, some of this. Um, at least I believe that it is. But let me just read this article. So it was about, if you hadn't been keeping up, Michigan stole signs 
and they got popped for it. And Brent Venables has been known, the Oklahoma coach, for this happening. But today ESPN released an article, so let me read it for you. When LSU played Clemson in 2020 for the college, in the college football playoff, sources said the staff, meaning LSU, suspected that Clemson of sending people to scout them in the SEC championship game in Peach Bowl. Brent Venables, the then Clemson's defensive coordinator, has long been the focal point of sign-stealing speculation, according to multiple sources, though no one has publicly accused him of anything illegal. After LSU, or LSU, after LSU's first three drives, off, or offensive drives, excuse me, they ended up with three punts. Sources said that Ed Orgeron told offensive coordinator and passing game coordinator uh, Steve Ensminger to change it up signal-wise upon changing signals. LSU scored touchdowns on five of the next six drives. That 1,000% happened. I had a lot of people asking me today, Blake, did that happen? You're 1,000%. 1,000% happened. I'll never forget SEC championship game. Um, I, I got a text, and the text read, do you know anybody at Clemson? And I said, not really. I know a couple media people. They said, well, will you ask? And they gave me a name. And I said, sure. So I sent it to the Clemson guy that I knew. He's been in media. He's like, yeah, this is so-and-so. He's on staff. Brent Venables had been sending people to games to spy and get game pl- or get signals for Brent Venables offensively. That's what LSU believed. LSU could provide no proof. LSU had like, and it was weird because look, you're going up against Oklahoma. You're facing Georgia. They're already talking about Clemson. Clemson's facing Ohio State, which in a game that they could have easily lost, right? Like it's not as if, it is not as if if Ohio State would have beat Clemson that year in the playoff, that it would have just been, oh my God, I can't believe that that happened. No, you would have, because I think, what was it? Um... Justin Fields had like 35 touchdown passes and only one interception was crazy. He was at the uh, Heisman ceremony with Joe Burrow. Everybody wanted Ohio State that year, mainly due to it would be poetic justice that Joe would have beat his old team in the national championship in New Orleans to beat him, in the state of Louisiana to beat him. But who's to say that Brent Venables wasn't doing that for Ohio State? Who's saying that Brent Venables wasn't doing that to Oklahoma? But LSU still whipped that ass, okay? Um, good for him. I have – I just talked about this on RJ. You can go and listen to it if, you, if you'd like to. Go to Rafino Joe Show on, on YouTube. I think Michigan is as guilty as sin. And that goes way away from what I normally come out here on this show and do and say due process – I think they have enough evidence that they were doing this. And before you say, well, teams were still scoring on them, you know, look at TCU, yada, 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 yada. You're right. But it doesn't – here's how I see it, okay? This is how I see it. They talked about this happening for 30 games, okay? Think back 30 games ago. Think back how many – so 
roughly about three years ago, roughly, Jim Harbaugh was in an, uh, taking a lot of heat that maybe that he's not the guy for Michigan. Then all of a sudden, when all that talk started happening, Harbaugh started winning games at Michigan. Now, I'm not saying that sign-stealing sign, uh, is what has helped Michigan win. I, I don't think that it is. I think that they're just a good team. I don't think that they need to steal signs. I think they're trying to use every advantage to their uh, well-being. I still think Michigan against a lot of teams, if not 97 98% of teams, if they lined up against them, that Michigan would whip their butts I still think that they would. It doesn't change the fact that this stuff is going on. Right? Like, it, it doesn't change that. Also, it doesn't change that Brent Venables might have done that. And everything that I had heard at the time, but it was not proven, like, it was not reported because, guys, and in this world, you could say, well, Blake, why didn't you talk about it? Because, guys, I had no clue how to even prove it. When I'm just going to go out there and just say whatever, no way of proving it. Nevertheless, you cheated and still got your ass beat. That's funny. Michigan lost the last two years. They lost and in, in doing it. Georgia was a big part of it. You lost to TCU. Man, how can you lose when you're cheating that bad? What's up, Astros? Anyway, karma's a B. She, she, karma's a B, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, they lost to TCU. Paul's up. Martin says, not Goodwin. Back for next year. RB room clears out after next season or after the season. It does clear out. He's going to – I do think he'll be in that rotation. I do think he'll be in that rotation. Uh, Jonah says, James Edwards – oh, I don't think that's to me. Uh, fire in your questions if you want some red. A.J. Crater says, Blake, are you scared of playing two freshmen at corner at Bama? So let's talk about that. Uh, and let's talk about what BK said. Then I'll, you know, I'll get to my picks and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, and I'll get to your comments in here too. Um, Brian Kelly was on the SEC teleconference today on his birthday, which, by the way, he shares a birthday with an out, outright stud um, and the most beautiful girl in the world. Her name is Jewel Rafino. So, congratulations to Brian Kelly that you share a birthday with my daughter. <laughs> oh, God. You got to love it. You got to love it. Uh, only SEC teleconference. So, I will read as much of this as I can. Brian Kelly, and the, I'll answer his question on the, on the corner thing. Brian Kelly says, uh, uh, on the win against Alabama a year ago, it feels like an ancient memory. It's good for recruiting. We still have some things that we have to do in recruiting. Moves in the right direction. Um, to be on the status of Alabama and Georgia, you have to beat them consistently. I 1,000% agree with that. I think that this win would do massive things for LSU in recruiting. Um, but nevertheless, I do think that LSU can win. Uh, so in reference to your question, this was another hot topic that Brian Kelly talked about. He was asked today about... Um, can he elaborate on what Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris, why they are inactive? And this is what Brian Kelly said. 
He said, quote, Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut have to work out some things internally. And then he ended it by saying, you know, I really don't want to talk about guys that are not with us. He said they're on scholarship. He said that they're active, but they got to do things internally. Listen, this is the truth. You look at stars, you look at status on what you want because you want your team to win. Guys, I'm with you. Like, when I say this, I I have no bias whatsoever. So let me – I want the five-star corner to play. But what I also want to look at, okay, is he a problem? Like, this is two head coaches now. Deuce Chestnut included. I don't care that he's a freshman All-American. If there are things that are going on, why Brian Kelly has made them inactive, one of them being with Denver Harris, this is multiple stops that this has happened now. Why Why would your first assumption be that it's on Brian Kelly when he got kicked out at A&M? The reason you feel that way is mainly due to the fact that you want your team to win. I do too. I want Denver Harris to play and go out there and be a stud, be everything that we thought he could be. I want – here's the truth. Either when shit goes really bad, meaning like Ole Miss loss, or really fucking good, winning national titles, hashtag Jay Johnson. Either we want it to be really, really bad – or we want it to be really, really good from my show's monetary aspect. I would rather this team be really fucking good. So I have no bias whatsoever in reference to not wanting that young man to play. I want the young man to play. But I do think that there's a fine line that, hey, man, you've crossed over this line a couple times. You're going to sit out. Now, does that mean, Does that does not mean, I should say, that Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut don't have the ability to play against Alabama. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, at some point, you've got to you got to look yourself in the mirror. Neither one of those young men are going to come to the show and ask for my opinion nor am I going to be able or want to give it to them. Now, if they want to receive it, and we want to, if they, any one of them would want to talk about it, sure, absolutely. But there comes a time in every player's life. It doesn't matter. We've heard about Peyton Manning. We've seen the documentaries, Tom Brady. It does not matter. There, it doesn't matter the adversity or what you have to overcome. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, how bad do I want this? There are people around me that are relying on me to be able to get and be and do and and see and feel and have all the emotions of winning games like Alabama on the road. Going back to the SEC championship game and attempting to avenge the loss that you had against Georgia a year ago. The question was, however, am I worried about freshmen starting on the other side of Sage Ryan? You're damn right I am. You're damn right I am.
it doesn't matter to me that they're freshmen. When you have a first, and it doesn't really matter to me. It, it does and it doesn't. So I'm going to contradict myself. I don't really care what Alabama looks like offensively, even though I think that they're an average, maybe a below average offense. I still see that Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond and Kendrick Law from the 318. I saw Kendrick Law take a freaking pop pass, what, 45 yards. They have dudes. Like, don't come – they are getting better. As much as you're getting better offensively – I mean, defensively, excuse me, they are getting better offensively. Teams are allowed to get better, man. Do I think that they have the offense that can keep up with yours stride for stride, point for point, in a shootout? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. But it could if you have freshmen that can't cover. If you have dudes that have never played before in this league that can't cover. Because they can hit three bombs on you, deep shots on you, which they hit two against Tennessee. They hit two against A&M. Jermaine Burton had 200-plus receiving yards or close to 200 yards against A&M. Don't tell me it cannot be done. The fuck you mean it can't be done? You had to move a safety to corner, boundary corner, because you didn't have the the depth that you've built that you had guys that can go in there and play. That does not mean that I don't think that the, the corners that you have right now can't do it. The bullshit, I don't. I think that they can do it. But is it a concern? Two things can be true at once. I can be concerned that I have not seen young men play, right? Like, so I can look at and say to myself, yeah, I'm concerned. Doesn't mean that I don't think that they can't do it. Now, you can say, well, Blake, that's talking out both sides of your mouth. Okay, well, would I be shocked if Jeremiah Hughes or Ashton Stamps had a really good game? No, I would not be shocked. You were recruited to play at LSU. No, I would not be shocked. Would I be shocked if Jermaine Burton had 150 yards and two touchdowns on them? No, I would not be shocked. You know why? Because we have not seen them play. You have no idea what to expect. The last time we saw Ashton Stamps play, he blew two coverages, and one of them resulted in a touchdown against Ole Miss. It's the truth. It's the truth. Whether you want to hear it, I want to, regardless if I do or do not want to say it, the truth is the truth. But Terrence Welsh, get, I wouldn't be shocked by either outcome. Hold on, let me look at this. Because we have not put these stats together. Guys, do y'all have the stats on for next week with uh, A&M and Alabama? No? All right. Um, Jalen Milrow against A&M. Who is a better defense than you? Jalen Milrow, okay, threw for 321 yards, three touchdowns a pick. 
Jermaine Burton had nine catches, 197 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, they didn't worth run, run worth a shit, and Jimbo lost them the game. So let me say this. Brian Kelly will not lose the game the way that Jimbo did. Let me repeat that. Brian Kelly is a better head coach all around than Jimbo Fisher. Brian Kelly is not going to lose games like that. He's not going to just sit on his heels on fourth down. We've seen one thing we'll give Brian Kelly. He will go for it. He will go for it. And he's not scared. And we saw in this game a year ago, the overtime winner take all pass to Mason Smith. I mean, Mason Taylor, excuse me, the two-point conversion. We saw it. We lived it. I was so happy and so drunk, I said, give Matt House a lifetime contract. Boy, was I an idiot. I think A&M has a better defense than you do. They specifically have a better D-line. They didn't run worth a shit. They've gotten better in that area. They, uh, Jason McClellan had 45 rushes, no touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Milrow, you would have to go to the stats and take out the sack yardage, had like five carries for like 25 yards or something like that. Got sacked a lot in that game. Um, he had negative 31 because of the sack yardage. It gets tacked on, you know this. Gets tacked on to um, your rushing stats. Max Johnson went 14 of 25 for 239. <laughs> so if Max Johnson can have 239, I promise you that Jane Daniels will throw for 239. Take the over. 1,000%. Then I look at Tennessee. Let's go to Tennessee. Um, uh, Jalen Milrow in that game, 14 to 21, 222 scores. Chase McClellan, 27, 115, a touchdown. Their defense is better than yours is. Specifically their front seven. Anyway, a long answer, a long answer. To say, um, am I worried? Yes. And I, I, I just, I am. I am. All right, let's get to a couple comments. If you want a question answered, you want uh, something read, you want to talk about something, fire him in there now. Andrew says, I can't see Milro accounting for 400 to 500 yards. Where did I ever say that? Of offense. If he has to fight to keep up from behind, he will screw it up. I agree. LSU will not score 20 points against Alabama, more like 35. LSU will not score 20 points against Bama, more like 35-40. They could. They could. Best offense that they faced was Texas. But Texas beat them on a um, more late in the defensive effort. Jordan says Max Johnson is terrible. Yeah. Takes too long to make decisions. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's average. There's a difference between average and elite. Bo Jack says, sounds like Denver needed a few more whippings as a young man. I don't know about that. And I'm not going to talk about his upbringing or childhood. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I do. 
do you need Denver Harris, in my opinion? Yes, you need him. But there is a fine line. Like, guys, I don't – I've seen your tweets. I've seen your emails. I've fielded your texts. Is it just because he's missing meetings? It ain't got nothing to do with just missing a meeting. Do you know what used to happen to us when we just missed a meeting? Without an excuse? You better be dying or dead if you missed a, a, a film meeting. So, no. So, no. Gerard, our uh, now new um, complainer, says, to be honest, Kirby sucks at recruiting. Georgia. Says who? Gerard, you can't go back. Let me tell you something, Gerard. Let me tell you something. Kirby Smart's evaluation of recruits, two, four, seven on three. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Stop. C. King, talking Tiger Sports on the Facebook group. Uh, go there, join. Our defensive line needs to live up to the preseason hype. I agree with him there against Alabama and play lights out. I agree. If they do, and this, if you're, so I, I, I agree with C. King here. Your front seven has to play lights out. It's got to play lights out. Maybe not even lights out. You got to play better than you've played all year, right? Going to be tough if Makai Wing goes out. Going to be really tough. I like Jordan Jefferson a lot. I've liked him since I've seen him come in the game and do really good things every time he's coming to the game. It's made Greg Penn's life a lot easier. Made Omar Spates' life a lot easier. And I do think that Omar Spates could be a key to this game, man. I really do. I really do. They're not going to do anything in the intermediate passing game, and it would be the first time that they had on him. He's got to be in there to help you stop the run. Since he's been healthy, he's been your leading tackler, man. He has been really freaking good. Really freaking good. You got to get after Milrow. You got to get to him before he can get that deep shot going. Seriously, you do. Because it takes nothing for him to sit in that pocket and throw one deep and your corner get beat deep, he has shown that he can complete it. Like, guys, it is without question. And you know what else? Let me say something else about this, too. I was going to save this for next week, but since Gerard brought up the recruiting point, I've heard – God damn, my damn chair. I've heard a lot of people talk about, this guy's a three-star, that guy's a three-star. This other guy's a four-star. I do think that you got to recruit – a lot of times – People, these services don't miss that bad. They're not, like, horrible. But in the last 40 years, Corey Raymond included, the last four years, the best secondary that you had, Derek Stingley included, as a team, was last year.
Makai Garner, three-star. Jared Bernard Converse, three-star. Guys in Louisiana you did not get coming out who, by the way, went and looked this up today but by the numbers. I was like, where was LSU at this time last year? And passing yards allowed, 24th. LSU was 24th in the country in passing yards allowed. The year before that with Raymond and that staff, they were 117. If you ain't watching the kids play, shut up. <laughs> I, I look at Bernard Causey, and I sure should look at P.J. Wooden and be like, yeah, man, what makes that kid not a four-star? Oh, he's 170 pounds? Oh, okay. Greedy, so was Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams was 165 pounds coming out of high school. How was Greedy Williams? The same height? And same weight as Bernard Causey. The only reason that you did you had a different opinion on him, one's a three-star, the other's a four. Bernard Causey's looked really good at his senior evals. What if you hit on some of them? Then you really shut the hell up. Now, does LSU have to do some things better in recruiting? I'm not here to say that you're wrong. I agree with you. They're not flawless. They're not Georgia. They're not Alabama. Hell, even Brian Kelly said today that we got to get to their standards in recruiting. You're fucking right. You're goddamn right. You beat Bama on Saturday. Boy, is that not going to be a... Uh... What's the word I'm... Uh, I, I don't think it... I don't want to say a game changer, but it changed a lot of shit. Honcho says, Perk has to have a big game. I agree. David said, what kind of, at uh, Blake, what kind of talent do we have coming in at DT? Not enough and not, a, and, and not enough. Conrad said, greedy was greedy. Greedy was not, you did not know about greedy in high school. Conrad Hush. You didn't. I guarantee you, if social media was this big, damn near, what was, when did he come out? 16? Well, social media was big in 2016. Um, I didn't see, I wasn't on it like that, so I didn't see it. Maybe it was. So I don't know what was said about Greedy Williams, but you know y'all be talking about that man's weight. Can he tackle? Can he cover? Hush. Greedy was greedy. Bernard Converse has more PBUs than anybody in the state. Did you know that? It's like him and then Deshaun McBride. Oh, you didn't. George says the last scholarship given was a starter from the get-go. Yeah, and LSU's really hint on these three stars, too, from Louisiana. Lloyd Cushenberry, um, your boy, the tight end from the Saints, um, Foster Morrow, uh, Damian Lewis was a three-star, Justin Jefferson, trying to think of some others. I, I don't think – Bernard Causey's not going to end a three-star either. 
Whit Weeks, Whit Weeks was a three. Hey, so listen to this. Listen to this. Huncho or whoever, Conrad, listen to this. When Whit Weeks committed to LSU, he was in the, I think, in the uh, ranked around 1,200. Uh, by the end of it, he was ranked in the top 100. You know why? Because he went to some stupid camp that on three or two, four, seven, or such a, such a, whoever the fuck put it on. That's why he became a top 100. That's the truth. All right. Let me get my picks before I get my ass out of here. Eric, I said that a couple, I said that a couple weeks ago. They're like, well, he finished a four star. Malik neighbors was a three star. 97 weeks out of the 100 weeks he was being recruited. He committed to LSU and got bumped up. C. King. Can't look at Keon Coleman. And Denver Harris was a five-star. Yes. I'm not I So, what does LSU have to do? LSU's got to get better along the defensive line in recruiting. They have to. Like, if there's one area of concern, that is the biggest area of concern. If they had two four-stars committed in the interior of the defensive line, they would be at number four. Let me say that again. LSU is two interior four-star defensive linemen away from being in the top five in recruiting. You do know that. The margins on these recruits are so paper thin that if one guy commits, you move up drastically. Let me get my picks really quickly. All right. So we have eight games here. We did this on Rafino and Joe. I'm going to give them to you here too. Georgia at Florida. I go into much more detail on RJ. Go over there and listen to it. Give me Georgia. Utah and Oregon. I am going Oregon. Duke and Louisville. Give me the cards of Louisville. Hashtag Churchill Downs. Tennessee and Kentucky, I'm going Tennessee. Texas, BYU, give me Texas, even though I do think BYU is going to cover, and I almost picked BYU to beat them outright because I don't know what I have in Malik Murphy. And if Arch does play, BYU is winning. Uh, Oregon State versus Arizona, give me Arizona. I am taking them as my uh, sleeper. Oklahoma and Kansas, give me Kansas. I mean, give me Oklahoma and give me Ohio State over Wisconsin. We'll see you all tomorrow, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.